just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Podfluence. In this episode, I'm launching into a seven-part series on something that, well, I wasn't sure if it already existed. So I went and checked out if someone had already created a seven deadly sins of podcasting list. I didn't find one. So I don't know if anyone had or hadn't, but I decided that it might be worth having a go at coming up with one. When I asked around a little on social media, the response generally came back that, yes, probably that would be a good thing. And some people would like to check that out. So I started making it a part of my newsletter and really thought that this is something that I wanted to bring to you in some episodes as well. So this will be a shorter episode, just me by myself talking about the first of my seven deadly sins of podcasting. What will it be? Find out in just a moment. Welcome to Podfluence, the podcast for business coaches and professional speakers who want to build audience and authority through podcasts. Here's your host, international coach and speaker, John Ball. Well, welcome to the show. When I started making podcasts, I had a philosophy that if I'm having fun and my guest is having fun, surely my audience will be having fun too. I've realized more and more through my podcasting career that this isn't always the case. And for most podcasters and podcast guests, it's actually a huge mistake that ends up costing listeners and following. I've mentioned before in newsletters how often I hear new podcasters telling me about their shows and they are just recording random conversations about all sorts of things and naming it Real Talk because they're speaking their mind and then wondering why they don't have Spotify beating down their door with a contract ready to sign after they've released just five episodes of their show. It's a perfect mix of naivety and ego, which we probably shouldn't be too surprised by when people have been somewhat conditioned for years now on social media that our opinions about anything are important and deserving of an audience. Your hot takes and controversial opinions have been social media currency for a long time, but we're all becoming so desensitized to it that I wonder how much longer this will be true. I fear that there is a similar naivety among coaches and speakers who feel that just by going on podcasts as a guest, they will grow their business just by them showing up and doing the thing. It's not completely untrue. It can have a benefit and may just depend on the guest and the show as to how much so. For most people, and I do include myself in this, most of your podcast appearances will be little more than a nice conversation that some people may listen to and a handful may even benefit from or take action on. And that's essentially why I decided to relaunch my podcast as Podfluence 
and to make it all about building influence and impact through podcasts. When I'm considering guests for my own show, I have taken to listening to some of their previous podcast appearances wherever I can because that's one of the best guides for me as to what kind of guest they will be on my show. Recently, I was checking out a potential guest who looked pretty decent on paper, but I wasn't 100% sure about booking her. I went and listened to some episodes where she'd been a guest on other people's shows, and there were two things very clear to me from that experience. One, the interviewers were pretty terrible and quite happy to have their guests do all the work, all the speaking and steering the conversation. Two, the guest was doing all the speaking and steering in the conversation. Also, it just wasn't that interesting going into so much detail about her personal history for anyone who doesn't even know who she is. So I politely declined the application. I was discussing this with a friend recently who asked if I felt it would be helpful to offer people feedback as to why they weren't booked. And I said, well, Although it would be potentially helpful, it would also be incredibly presumptuous and maybe even somewhat arrogant and offensive to offer unsolicited feedback to someone I don't even know. I've tried offering some beneficial pointers to people before, certainly rather than any critical feedback, and it's rarely well received or applied. I only give that feedback now to people who do specifically ask for it. You really should only have two top aims for your podcast appearances. One should be to entertain your audience and the other should be to educate your audience. Doing both of these at the same time is not super easy and there are many techniques that can help you to do it well. However, blabbing on about your personal history might be a nice pleasant walk down memory lane for you to reminisce, but it leads your listener to instantly know that you're more interested in indulging yourself and your ego than you are in entertaining and helping them. So long rambling stories from your life may contain some genuine gold, but that gold is getting missed if everyone has to sift through all the silt to find it. Identifying those gold nuggets in your stories before going on shows, removing the silt around them on behalf of your audience, will allow them to shine brightly and for your listener to stay tuned in. If your answers go on more than a few minutes and you are the only one speaking in that time, you're taking too long. I recorded an episode just last week that will never make it to air. And the reason is this. Somehow this guest had managed to bypass the process by which I usually bring guests on. And in doing so, we ended up with a situation that I rarely ever allow to happen, that the guest is essentially just talking and talking and not allowing me to even speak or or even to interrupt. And in those kinds of situations, that is a very clear sign to me of someone who is not a good guest or certainly not an experienced guest, that they are really just there to talk about their stuff, not even to be questioned about it, and certainly not to have a conversation. They're there to deliver a presentation. That is a really bad way to go on podcasts and what you'll probably often hear me rallying against if you tune into this show on a more regular basis. As with so many things, brevity is power. Not that you should be giving one word or one sentence answers to everything, but you do want to nutshell things as much as possible. 
if a one-hour interview could have been completed in 30 minutes, everyone, everyone, including you and the host, is losing that time. And you, more importantly, are losing impact. This may take a while to practice, but it will be absolutely worthwhile to be much more intentional about what you say and how you say it. Now, I don't know about you, but I work on this all the time so that I can get to maximizing my appearance potential. And the more I can do that, the more likely I can convert listeners into followers. Now, if I can do that, you can too. The number one then on our list of the seven deadly sins of podcasting is gluttony. Ego, giving in to that temptation to indulge yourself more than we possibly should, talking too much, oversharing, and perhaps indulging our egos to the degree that we may not be fully paying attention to the best outcome for the interview, for the interviewer and for the listener. So how do we overcome that self-indulgence? Make sure that if you are a podcast guest, that you are listening to your host. And if you are a podcast host, don't ask your guest to do all the work. And also, don't be afraid to interrupt if they are going on too long. Now, if they don't let you, and you don't really want to be rude about that, I completely understand. But you're going to end up with one of two situations. Either a show that is going to be unusable, as I ended up with last week, or an episode that you're going to have to edit down so much that it's going to be extra work for you or whoever you are paying to edit your show. Neither of those situations is particularly optimal. And we can do our part in helping to save those situations from happening by doing our best to demonstrate in our media appearances exactly what we're talking about here, being somewhat more brief with our answers, not overindulging ourselves into lengthy stories or personal histories, and having some prepared nuggets of value ready to share with people so that there will be clear takeaways for the listener. Now, is my list the definitive seven deadly sins of podcasting? No, of course not. This is really my opinions on this, but I hope it's going to be value to you and that you'll want to tune in for two, three to seven of the list as well. So stay with me for that. The next episode of Podfluence is going to be our holiday special episode. And I really have saved a very special episode for you for that experience, which is an interview that I did with Simon Lancaster. If you have encountered Simon before, my previous episode with Simon has been my most downloaded episode of this show ever. And uh, let's see if we can match or even exceed that this time as we bring Simon back once more to talk about his new book, Connect, how to speak to anyone, anytime, anywhere. Do join me for that, making sure you are subscribed to the show. Give us a follow. Just press the plus button if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or follow if you're on Spotify or any other service. And if you are not already following the Podfluencer weekly newsletters, you can find that through my LinkedIn profile and available on Medium and Beehive as well. I have plenty more great solo episodes and guest episodes coming up for you. The fact that there are now going to be fewer guest episodes means that I am being even more selective in the guests that I do bring to you with the sole intention of elevating your experience of listening to Podfluence. I hope that's the case for you and your feedback is certainly very welcome. You can leave me an honest review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser 
And certainly you're very welcome to get in contact with me through social media channels. I will always do my best to respond as quickly as possible. For now though, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, have an amazing rest of your day. Go and make great things happen.